Hello, this is Darren Pulsifer, Chief Solution Architect of Public Sector at Intel, and welcome to Embracing Digital Transformation, where we investigate effective change leveraging people, process, and technology. On today's episode, we're going to talk about security and data transformation with Jesse Schrader, Security Manager at Intel. Hey, Jesse, welcome. Thanks, thanks. Good to be here, Darren. Hey, well, we've come. We've worked together for a long time, um, yep. and uh, just recently, you gave this great presentation on security at Intel and some of the new technologies we have coming out in hardware. And I said, "Oh, I got to get Jesse on the show. We got to talk about this. It's really cool stuff." So, why don't you kick us off? Why do we even care about security today? What's going on in the security realm? Yeah, well, you know, it, it's become one of those things that everybody knows security is important, but what's kind of driving it? I mean, if you think about how incredibly connected the world has become with all of the devices and things like that, and it's just driving a massive exponential growth in the amount of data that we have to manage. And um, th that's a good thing, right? I mean, because we can gain so many insights from that data, but it's also a, a, a challenge to manage and, and, and it drives drives us to want to leverage a lot of the new kind of computing capabilities um, like, you know, cloud and analytics and edge computing and things like that. Um, but that can drive additional complexity also. And, um, you know, anytime something is more complex and anytime there's more volume, that also can create additional risk um, of exposure of the wrong things to the wrong people at the wrong time. And, and, and obviously, you know, people say there's that saying, you know, why, why do um, hackers attack the data center? Well, that's because that's where all the data is. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and so, you know, this is what we're trying to um, uh, deal with. And, you know, there's a couple trends that I think are coming out of that that really um, Intel is focused on. And one is this concept of encrypting everything, basically encrypt all your data, wherever it is, you know, that's maybe a, um, a long term objective. It's not something you can do overnight. But at the same time, that's the direction we want to go. The more we can keep data encrypted, the harder it is for people to get their hands on it. And another part of it is isolating work workloads and data, um, both at the network level, but also even within the system, keeping them isolated from each other. The more you can isolate, the more if there is some sort of breach or compromise, it's going to be limited to a smaller set. And so you're containing that, um, that damage. Um, one of the things that's really big for Intel is this concept of building a chain of trust. In other words, starting with uh, a trusted foundation, a trusted platform, and then validating the levels of the stack up from there so you can be sure that what you're running is what you expect to be running and where you expect to be running it. And um, all of this is going to help the organizations deal with the increasing regulatory requirements that come along with, you know, societies wanting to make sure that the, the, private data and important data and sensitive data is is being protected so so three major trends trust hardware root of trust type mm -hmm. of concept or attestation um encrypting everything right and then workload isolation those are the yeah. three main things and then compliance is kind of driving a lot of that so that's that's what we're seeing in the ecosystem today exactly 
really interesting. Now, I, I know because of COVID-19, and we did a whole series on the podcast on remote work and how to manage that, security was kind of thrown to the side during this. Everyone needs to go on, v, on uh, VDI or everyone needs to go VPN or everyone's working from home now. And I've talked to a lot of CIOs and they all say, well, yeah, now we got to look at security now that we have everyone spread all over the place. You know, that's a good point. Uh, that that might happen in a temporary moment, but that's obviously not a sustainable model, right? And what we're seeing is um, with all of this access to data, it can really be a catalyst for business transformation. And, and we know organizations want to transform the way they handle and utilize data, but security really has to go hand in hand with, with that. Because if you're transforming the, the way your business processes work with data, but you're not keeping the security controls in place and, and the, you know, uh, um, complying with regulations and things like that, then you're setting yourself up for additional problems down the road. So the more you can address security along the way with your, um, your deployments and your implementations, the more you're going to be able to more completely transform the way you do business in a sustainable fashion. Right now, that, that all requires work, right? It just doesn't come for free. But the things you mentioned the other day um, when we talked about um, security and some of the new things, Intel in this space has a lot of really great technology that will make it at least easier to do um, yeah. without just putting someone's laptop completely off the network and say, now it's completely secure. It's not talking to anything, right? Right. Air gaps always work pretty well. <laughs> But uh, not very, it doesn't work very well when you want to talk to other people. So, no. so explain, uh, let, let's dive into some of the, the technology that Intel has that helps in this space. Yeah. Um, well, so, you know, we've long known, you know, I, I think about this, this issue of encrypting data and you really want to encrypt data um, through all of its phases. And, you know, we've long known uh, attackers, you know, back in a long time ago, if attackers wanted to get access to data, one of the easiest things to do was just to snoop the network, right? All the bits going across the line. So what did we do? We started encrypting the, the network and, and that made that part harder. So then they started breaking into the data center and pulling data out of the next most obvious place, which was the databases, right? The, the places where the data was stored. And so what have we started doing? We encrypt our storage. The problem is, um, and so now, you know, attackers are saying, well, how else can I get that data? And the challenge is, is that when you send encrypted data over the network, it's encrypted across the network, but it has to arrive at an endpoint. And when it arrives at an endpoint, it gets pulled up into memory and gets decrypted so that the system can do some processing with it. And at that point, a sophisticated attack that can get, you know, root access or, or you know, leverage um, various ways of getting into the, like the low level internals of the system could potentially grab or manipulate that data at that point of processing. And we call that data in use. And this really is the new frontier, both for attackers, because this is sort of where they've been pushed to, to target, but also for us in, in defending that space, um, we have some pretty exciting and innovative new capabilities that we're building into our processors to help data owners, application owners, um, service providers, kind of the whole ecosystem take advantage of and, and help close those, um, those potential vulnerabilities. Great. So at rest, 
in transit and in use. So yeah. in use is the new, the new area that we need to worry about. Okay. Absolutely. So, so what do we do? Well, so, you know, just taking a little more look at what happens. Well, a lot of these types of attacks, what they're doing is they're using privilege escalations down at the operating system or hypervisor layers. And, you know, they could be coming in through a guest OS or a host OS, even physical hardware access on the server. And um, these could be, you know, your classic hacker malware type intrusions. Um, these could be third parties, uh, uh, competitors, et cetera, who sort of happen to be in the same space and, and can get access to some of the data because maybe it's it's been shared in some way. Um, and these could even be malicious insiders. Um, uh, an admin, a sysadmin at a, um, a service provider, a hosting provider has access to the low-level operating system. And if they use that internal privilege escalation, then essentially they can get access into the applications and, um, and the memory while it's being processed. So that's what we really need to target. So Intel has built a new technology into our processors. We call it Intel Software Guard Extensions, or SGX. And this is part of the confidential computing um, paradigm that's really exploding around um, the, the market right now as, as businesses are trying to transform their data and keep it uh, secure, keep it private. And what SGX does is it addresses those new types of attacks that we're seeing. And the way it does it is it allows the application to speak directly to the processor and the encrypted memory bypassing the operating system, the hypervisor, essentially everything else on the system. And so even if you had a breach in your operating system or your hypervisor or other applications through that malware or, or malicious insiders or whatever, it, it almost doesn't matter because they wouldn't be able to get access to that data anyway because the operating itself, uh, operating system itself doesn't have visibility to that data. Wow. So yeah, you can put code and data into these enclaves, we call them. And essentially, they are, they're transparent to the rest of the system. And therefore, you don't have to trust the provider. You don't have to trust the rest of the system stack. You can basically operate as though they have been compromised already. And your code and data is going to remain confidential. And it's also going to remain um, uh, unmanipulated, right? It, uh, unchanged. Um, um, you know, it, it will have integrity. So this this feeds into that big. You know, the buzzword today is zero trust, right? Mm -hmm. This really gives me zero trust all the way down in into the CPU, including my my full stack that is supporting it. So if I have an application running in a VM on top of an OS, I don't care. Yeah. If they are compromised, that's pretty cool. You're zero trust is a buzzword. And, and obviously as a security guy, I, I, um, I bet you cringe at that. I cringe at zero, 
how about significantly <laughs> reduced? <laughs> we, You're such a purist, man. I mean, come we're on. Tr we're trying to make you make it so that you have to trust the least number of things possible, right? And 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 SGX takes you further down that path than anything else I've ever seen for the data center because all you have to trust at this point is your your own application and the processor itself and and everything else on that system stack is 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 kind of out of the what we say out of the trust boundary and if you think about it cloud service providers love this concept and that's why they're flocking to it and, and deploying these kinds of solutions because they want to be able to tell their customers that i couldn't access your data even if I wanted to. Now, of course they don't want to, but people want that type of assurance that even if somebody was malicious or even if there was some sort of, I don't know, external government pressure or whatever, that cloud service provider just flat out does not have access to that data um, in any circumstances. And that's a powerful um, capability to be able to offer your customers. Oh, that that that's that is very powerful. Now, some of the cloud service providers have already adopted this, correct? Like Azure has adopted this already, right? A absolutely. So we have uh, Intel SGX is actually already out in a broad swath of cloud service providers and um, um, software vendors that are are building solutions, and and so. But in some ways, we're just getting started because even though this technology has been out there for a number of years and we've built an ecosystem, we're bringing new capabilities in our latest um, upcoming Ice Lake processors, which is our third generation Xeon, that are really just going to expand its capabilities, its, its, um, its ability to scale to large enterprise type workloads even further. It, it's going to be able to protect you know, much larger chunks of memory with better performance and, and across a, a much you know, broader uh, footprint in the mainstream um, data center. And um, we're part of, we were part of one of the founding members of the Confidential Computing Consortium, which is part of the Linux Foundation. And it's sort of a who's who in the um, cloud and security space. Um, uh, you know, most of the big cloud service providers, lots of software providers, and even our other silicon um, competitors we're all in there together um, working on these type of trusted execution environment solutions and um, you know building standards building uh, better ways of, of you know consistently handling this type of capability and um, really just growing the awareness um, of of the both the necessity of confidential computing and and really the um, the value that it can bring to a business. All right, so let's talk about the practicality of this, right? Mm -hmm. Does this mean that can I just go and buy, you know, either in the cloud or um, buy SGX in my processor and then just drop my application in there and it runs fine? Do I have to rewrite code? What I mean, yeah. Is, is this a heavy lift for me or is it a light lift? I mean, can I take advantage of it right away? Tell me some of the practicalities around it. Sure. Uh, Intel SGX provides a lot of optionality in this space, depending on what the data owner is looking for. So uh, Intel SGX is definitely gives the most granular level of control. So somebody who has very sensitive code and data and really wants to lock that sucker down as much as possible, 
SGX is going to allow them to do that because they can essentially, within their application, um, pare it down to just the code and data that they want to keep isolated oh, wow. from the entire rest of the system. It's not even just an application. It could even be a sub part of an application. That's, that's pretty incredible. So I can have in one application, I can carve off a part of it and say, ultra, ultra protection, ultra con confidential, can't exactly. share data with any other parts of the pro of the process. So that's that there. even that's if cool. you had a, a failure or a breach in some other part of the application, even that wouldn't expose that sensitive data, right? So wow. that's the that's that really granular level of control. Now that does require you to to uh, yeah, have to make code changes right? with that <laughs> capability, right? If if you want your application to be that smart, then it's going to have to be written for that purpose. We have seen in the ecosystem all these abstraction layers and SDKs being provided, you know, from um, Azure, and there's a lot of stuff in the Confidential Computing Consortium, open source stuff that's making the development of that a lot easier. So, you know, it's not it's not like you're doing low-level assembly language type coding. You know, there, there's nice, easy to use, and, and it's also expanding out to more languages and more um, operating environments, et cetera. But I don't that's have that, to do that, right? That's No, that's right that's that most control side gotcha. at the other side the kind of the fast path lift and shift you know take your application and drop it over into a more secure environment we're also seeing the ecosystem respond with that and what they're doing is they're essentially creating these sgx aware containers and and i'm using the container term loosely Yes, it does apply to things like Kubernetes, but it also applies more generically to basically a very lightweight, small operating system that could run in a VM or something like that. And then you drop your unmodified application into that environment. It's the only thing running in that environment. And so the little mini OS or the mini container is SGX aware and creates that enclave, but the application itself just thinks Doesn't it's running know. in a native environment. Oh, so that's what I want, right? Because I want a light lift because, well, a couple of reasons. First off, I'm an IT professional and I, I have hundreds or if not thousands of applications. I just don't have the time. And um, I don't want to spend a year, a year and a half, you know, rewriting applications or even more than that to get them to run. So I love that. That's, that's mm -hmm. cool. Yeah, and that's really something that the, um, our ecosystem partners have, have made a lot of progress in. There's things like Fortanix out there, Graphene, um, Scone. There's all of these new capabilities that are out there. Many of them are open source. Some of them are proprietary, but come with all of the services already baked in. Um, you know, Microsoft Azure Confidential Computing is out there, and they offer both the whole range, right? Everything from um, lift and shift type solutions with SGX all the way down down to the um, SDKs that allow you to develop your application directly for it and to land it in their environment where you don't even have to manage the hardware and, and, and those low-level stacks. So you kind of have the, the full set of options. People shouldn't be afraid of the complexities of SGX because there certainly are ways for them to access those security properties in, in easier ways, but they also should take confidence in the fact that if they need to secure something very sensitive 
like a critical uh, machine learning algorithm or uh, their their keys, their their encryption, or even their keys. encryption keys, right? I mean, that's exactly. an easy easy one. Those things are going to be able to be um, handled with that very granular level of protection. Oh, that's that's great. Now you said ecosystem. Mm-hmm pretty big ecosystem. It sounds like, I mean, SGX has been around for some time, yeah. right? Um, so we already have a very strong ecosystem around this. Um, can you mention any more about the ecosystem? What do you have yeah, well, around? You know, so we, we originally brought SGX first into the client space and then started bringing it into the data center with our single socket platforms. And I mean, I'll just be honest. The The reason for that is because it's easier to develop a complex technology like this when you have a single socket. You just have one processor rather than when you have multiple that have to be able to, you know, process the data and share data and stuff. So we started with the, the first, you know, uh, simplest solution and then have been working to expand it. And so... Um, it, it is out there. It's been tested. It's been through the ringer. There are literally hundreds of research papers that have been written about it. And it's been continued to be hardened over time with updates as, as you know, various uh, vulnerabilities or challenges are discovered. And so we just make it that much more robust. Um, so it, it has the advantages of not really being the new kid on the block. It really was kind of the the foundational um, and, and original uh, solution for confidential computing. What we're doing now with IceLake is really bringing it into the mainstream, you know, that full line of Xeons with, with giant enclaves and way more cores and all of the things that people want to really run their big workloads. So it's, it's no longer focused just in these kind of little sensitive areas, but it can take on the big stuff now. So it's so, almost like taking your, your kid and sending them off into the world, right? <laughs> That's right. We've, we've trained them up and we've prepared them and now they're ready to do great it's things. It's ready to do great things. Uh, this, is a one, this is wonderful technology. I, especially when I think about public sector, the federal government, state and For local sure. governments, a lot of confidential computing going on there. This now opens the door to moving that into the data center more. Um, I, think, I think this is a wonderful technology. Yeah, certainly government is is one of the areas that, you know, sees this appeal kind of early on. Um, the other big ones are financial services and healthcare, because they've got lots of regulatory expectations, lots of privacy requirements, and yet they're trying to share data and do, you know, innovative things with multiple parties. So these are areas that are kind of your early adopters. But also, if you think about enterprises wanting to move to public cloud, and yet, you know, they have, they have sensitive data and they say, I, I don't know if I can trust putting that sensitive data out in the public cloud. How do I know where it's sitting, who has access to it? I, you know, I think I trust the provider, but I don't know what I don't know, essentially. And so by implementing a solution with SGX, you can basically say, I don't care. Um, I, I've heard Microsoft say, trust me, you don't have to trust me. <laughs> and it's a great line. Uh, and, and, you know, uh, so, you know, they're setting up this circumstance where you can have that capability in their environment and yet you still keep the control of your data and it's in your hands. And that's, that's pretty powerful. That's great. Now, where can, where can my customers find out more and the listeners find out more about SGX when it's going to be available and, and the ecosystem partners? I mean, cause that's the key is, 
is finding those ecosystem partners to help, right? Absolutely. Uh, you know, we're really just starting to talk about this on a much broader scale. We just had a big announcement that uh, just went out. Um, uh, this month and, um, you know, really kind of uh, blowing the doors open of, of the stuff we have coming. Um, Intel.com slash SGX is a great place to start uh, for testimonials and deeper dive information and more information about the ecosystem. We've got great partners like uh, Microsoft and their Azure Confidential Computing. I mentioned, you know, Fortanix. And we have many others that are doing really great things. And another great place is to check out the confidential computing consortium um, because they've they've got you know kind of the the full set of people that are working in this space great hey jesse this has been wonderful great new technology that really has impact to um, a lot of listeners a lot of our, our customers um, thank you very much this has been very informative sure thanks for having me Thanks for listening to Embracing Digital Transformation today. If you liked our episode, go ahead and give us five stars on your favorite podcast or video streaming site. You can also find out more on embracingdigital.com. Until next time, keep moving forward and embrace the digital revolution.